Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in laboratory testing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, welcome back, Bill, to our weekly chat. Yeah, it's good to be back. I see in the background, you have a little microscope. I have one of those too, the little black one over there. Oh, right? I love those. You know, it's a teeny little one for the folks that can't see. It's about the size of my palm, even smaller actually. And it works. It actually uh, has three objectives and it can actually look at little slides. Yep, and here's oh, mine. Oh, look at that. That's so cute. And I, was, <laughs> I got it as a, as, a, as a Christmas present when I was a kid. Oh, so, nice. So now on to more content rich part of it. <laughs> Well, you know, I would say that, you know, I had such a delightful uh, weekend and week. And I think a lot of part of it is that life is starting to come back to normal. Going out and about, you see people without masks. And I just looked at the CDC's numbers for COVID and the current seven-day moving average of daily new cases has decreased 6% from the previous seven-day moving average. So that's great news for the U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all the numbers that I saw basically all the numbers in the United States are trending in the right direction, which is really good to see. And you're right, there is this whole sense of it's summer. We've had, of course, it's unusually warm and beautiful. And it sort of just helped this whole feeling of return to some kind of normalcy, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. so it's, it's been really great. And it's hopefully things will continue. But there are some other things happening with other respiratory viruses, yeah. as well, right? Right. So what are your thoughts on all of this? You're and picking your role as department chair. And, you know, of course, we've been working so closely together on COVID testing and then worrying about other respiratory viruses. What are your concerns as you're well, looking ahead now? It's interesting. I think when it pertains to COVID, I think that it's still a concern what's happening globally, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there certainly are parts of the world that continue to struggle. Yeah. And we actually see that those struggles still drive home that this is a global pandemic. The variants, it's confusing. For those who don't know, we've gone from naming the variants by numbers and letters like B117 to now alpha, beta, delta. So the alpha variant was the one that was the B117 first in the UK that became the predominant strain in the US and still is. But now there's this, the Delta variant, which is out of India, which has yeah. some concern, right? And so these are still happening and they're still, and so we need to be cognizant of that, particularly in the US where like Mayo Clinic Laboratories, we do do testing for other countries. We're impacted by travel. Those things, you think international travel and you think a return to normalcy was going to take a long time, much longer, I think, than some of the things in the U.S. So I think there's that piece of it. Uh, it's just that we need to continue to maintain a level of awareness and, and, and sensitivity to the fact that the, the pandemic's not over. The other thing we're seeing, though, is that there's other viruses that come back. Mm -hmm. And that's why I probably turn to you as the chair of clinical microbiology here. Because <laughs> sure. I heard from Dr. Binnaker, our colleague, a molecular virologist, I think in the last couple of weeks, 20% of our tests have been positive for RSV. Yeah, you know, that's been a, that's been a big one, Bill. 
and so I would say we're on the same page, you know, COVID numbers are down, but let's not say that the pandemic's over. It's still raging in other parts of the world. So continue to go out and get your vaccines. And then also thinking about other respiratory viruses, some which can be quite serious. So RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, usually affects children, but also immunocompromised adults. And yeah, the numbers are going up. And the CDC just issued a health advisory to notify that we have what's called increased interseasonal RSV. So that means that usually it's in the winter with RSV, we usually see it alongside influenza. So having it in the middle of the summer is a bit unusual and we're seeing numbers go up. Probably because it wasn't circulating, it was circulating at low levels. Now we have children who weren't exposed to it. They're not, they don't have any immunity and you, they're a, a vulnerable population here. Yeah, no, and then RSV can cause significant morbidity in both in early in life and later in life too. So, I mean, just like all the respiratory viruses. So it's something to think about. Mm -hmm. The other one I think a lot about is influenza. And I yes. think it, and what we're seeing with RSV, as you said, this is not the time of year where typically we see a rise in cases. We don't really know what's gonna happen with influenza either because people haven't been exposed or we haven't seen the same global circulation of variants or strains. So to, that lead to vaccine development. So we really don't know. And there's a lot of it, it coming out of this. There's lots of things we still have to learn. And to your point, some viruses didn't go away like rhinovirus, which caused mm -hmm. the common cold. But we're yeah. going to see other these other uh, viral pathogens doing things, having behaviors globally that we just haven't seen before. And also how sick will people get because we've had prolonged periods where we've had not had exposure, just like you talked about with children with RSV. So I think there's a lot out there and, I, and it makes me think about what fall's gonna look like in particular, so. Um, I agree. Yeah, you and I had talked a little bit about this, like the, the double outbreaks of, are we gonna see COVID and influenza? If we've dropped a lot of our safe practices, mask wearing, for example, then we're going to get more of those respiratory viruses that are spread by large droplets from coughing and sneezing. And then that would be influenza, for example. So I think we really have to keep an eye out on it. I'm sure you and I are going to be talking about this. And I was also really intrigued to see that influenza, what's circulating nationwide and worldwide, actually, there's very little influenza circulating, but it's more influenza B rather than influenza A, and it's a number of different strains. So it's gonna be hard to know what to make of those. It's gonna be hard for the vaccine manufacturers to pick the strain that they're going to vaccinate us against in the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fall is gonna be a very interesting time. I think that if you think back to last fall, as when uh, Dr. Fauci was talking about the, the fears of a twindemic, you know, yes. the flu, and, and we did, there was a lot. In the testing side, we did a lot. We worked hard with Roche and others to get point of care that could cover influenza as well as COVID, and yet we never saw those cases. But now, I think the drive for people to get vaccinated will, will probably lessen as the cases get lower, which so it makes sense in some many ways because risk does go down. But the reality is that if we don't hit a certain threshold, there's going to be quite a few people who will be at risk in the fall. And there certainly is something to the fact that people are outside with masking that's making it, there's decreased transmission. Mm -hmm. So it is something to think about this with, you know, and, and by the fall, some of these other variants like the Delta variant will probably be predominant uh, because they'll continue to spread. So what will we see? It's gonna be interesting. And also at that point, where will we stand with vaccines? Where will we stand with the healthcare emergency? Will it still be in effect? Will any of the vaccines be through FDA that's completely FDA approved, you know, for COVID? Mm -hmm. it, there's all of these sorts of, I think the fall, 
I don't, and certainly you, neither of us are doomers and gloomers, but I just think that, yeah, and I'm glad that we're back to normal. People are enjoying things and to see some of our businesses come back in our community is really great, but it could be an interesting fall. I, you know, it just yeah. it really could be. Yeah. Like you said, we're not doomers and gloomers. I think we're both optimists at heart, but at the same time, you know, have a healthy dose of realism in there. And I think what we're seeing, one of the major takeaways is that the other respiratory viruses didn't go away. We're seeing RSV come back. There's still a low level of influenza circulating in the world. So it didn't disappear. It's not like COVID wiped it out as some people had optimistically hoped. And I'm guessing that we will see them come back to some extent. And it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure that vaccination is going to remain just as important as it always is for influenza and for SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, no, I agree. In fact, as you're speaking, I think the main thing that people can think about is to continue to encourage people to get vaccinated because yeah. of, for COVID. Because the more people that are immune to COVID, the more we'll be able to manage these other things and the more people will be protected because the fear, of course, is that having one infection doesn't protect you. In fact, it makes you more susceptible to other infections because your airways are not working properly. So it's just important for people to keep in mind here as we go in the summer. Well, maybe those are the two major takeaway points. So keep an eye out for what's going to happen this fall, but also get vaccinated. As beautiful as it is outside and we're all getting out and stopping you know, our social distancing, getting together with friends, vaccine rates have gone down and we need to reverse that trend. We need to get everyone vaccinated, especially as the new variants come in. We do know the vaccine does provide some protection against them and you don't want to get infected. There's just so many potential bad complications with COVID-19. Agreed. hundred percent. All right. Well, lots of things to talk about in the future and uh, yeah, hope you get out there, Bill, and enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Hopefully. And then hopefully the people listening are enjoying the onset of summer as well. All right. Talk to you soon. Yeah, see, you, see you next week. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.